and I, I think I do this, um, this for, you know, for the future, right? For our kids, my kids, your kids, we have a, a responsibility, I, I think, always to leave things better than when we found them. And so I, I think that's sort of what drives me uh, to want to do this work. In this episode, NCAT Southeast Regional Director Margot Hale talks with Mike Lewis, a new NCAT Sustainable Agriculture Specialist. From his farm in Kentucky, along with a rooster chiming in every once in a while, Mike shares about his background, farm experience, and what brought him to NCAT. Mike also talks about his areas of expertise and projects that he'll be a part of at NCAT. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Margot Hale, NCAT Southeast Regional Director. And for today's podcast, I'm going to introduce you to Mike Lewis, who is one of NCAT's new sustainable ag specialists. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've gotten a chance to meet several of our NCAT sustainable ag specialists and hear from them and hear about their experiences. And so we're going to take some time and have a few episodes introducing all of our listeners and our ATRA clients to our new sustainable ag specialists. So um, we are so excited to have Mike Lewis join us on our team. So, um, Mike, will you go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a, a, a little bit about your background and some of your experiences and what you bring here to NCAT? Yeah, thank you. It's, I'm, I'm excited to be at NCAT, too. So um, this is great for me. Um, I, I, my family uh, lives and farms um, in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in Rockcastle County, Kentucky. Um, and, uh, I guess I, I really got started in this type of, of, uh, work around sustainable food systems and agriculture production when I was trying to stay on the farm and make money for my kids, uh, you know, so I could raise my children. Uh, it was really easy for, for my, uh, wife and I to, to, to make it on our own without any, uh, you know, of <laughs> those, uh, expenses that come along with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, it, it, you know, I, I thought it would be really easy. I was really naive. Um, I, I walked into the local high school and was like, hey, here's some organic lettuce. And, you know, I knew nothing. And uh, I was I, I got laughed out of the joint. And I felt like an, I felt really uneducated. I mean, I, I you know, I, I like what I what's wrong? I followed, you know, the the protocols to wash it and bring it to you. And I get back a booklet that's. I mean, like 40 pages thick about how I can sell my food. And so I was like, well, I came home to my wife and I said, I've got to, I think I got to go find a job because <laughs> I, I can't sell what's in the ground. And so that was kind of how I started getting involved in the local farmer's market. And then I got connected with a, an organization here in Kentucky, Community Farm Alliance. And they, and that's how I, you know, about 15 years ago, I started learning about this stuff called food policy and, and food systems. Um, so I, I really, you know, it always stuck with me. And, and so I was fortunate to find the work that I needed to, to raise my kids doing uh, farm advocacy work, beginning farmer programs here in Kentucky. So I, I was able to stay, you know, in the farm, but not on the farm. Um, and still meet our, our financial needs. So um, that was really how I got started in, in this work. Um, I think I, I 
I was joking last night with my wife and kids that I, I do the work I do now because I'm scared of what happens if we don't, you know, I mean, right. like, what's the other alternative? So um, that sort of keeps me going. And I, I think I do this, um, this for, you know, for the future, right? For our kids, my kids, your kids, we have a, a responsibility, I, I think, always to leave things better than when we found them. And so I, I think that's sort of what drives me uh, to want to do this work. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be at, at NCAT and uh, doing it. This is, I, I think, you know, we, we trace that timeline back um, 10, 12 years to where I started doing this work. And then I was decided I needed to become more educated and I went to college um and in college I started getting more connections um and I think in about 2012 I I met um Andy Pressman from NCAT yep um at a farmer veteran workshop I'd been doing a, a lot of organizing around food security with veterans at the time um, with some community garden settings, um, just trying to address food insecurity. I think like, uh, you know, a significant over a million veterans get food stamps, you know, and we're, we're one generation removed from people providing for themselves. So we started trying to teach those things. And so I met Andy at, at a workshop and um, having been involved with this work, NCAT was the first, the first time that I, I met an organization that I, and I don't want to say this to, to be negative, but that I felt like was giving the whole story, right? Um, right. Uh, the whole picture. Uh, one of the things I, I, I told Andy that I, you know, every week or at least every 10 days, I try to read uh, Wendell Berry's In Distrust of Movements because it, it reminds me not to be linear in my thought process. And so what I always liked about NCAT was that it is everything. You know, we accept that this is an ecosystem and it's the ecosystem that has to change. I mean, we can't just change farmers and farming. You know, we have to change the way that we deliver the food. We have to change the way the food's consumed. And so I, I think what I recognized in 2000 and 12 I think it was that that I met Andy that you know this I'm going to school for this this is you know where I need to work mm -hmm. um and uh you guys waited a long time but here I am <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and I think I met you uh not not too long after after you met Andy, we, we met at another farmer veteran conference and then continued to do some work with you in Kentucky and host some workshops. So it's great because you've been a longtime partner and friend of NCATS um, before we were able to bring you on our team. So it, it's great to have that history with you. Could you tell us a little bit about about your farm and um, some of your farm experiences, what you are producing, what you have experience with. I know our listeners, you know, we want we want everyone to know the the expertise and the skills that we have. So if any anyone out there has questions about these things, you know that Mike is the person to talk to. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I mean, in terms of our farm's production, um, we are, I would call us diversified. As I said, we're on a mountain farm. We have 128 acres, but I think only 12 of it would be considered tillable. Mm -hmm. um, 
so we do uh we do a mix of crops and livestock um we have a couple cows um that that we uh breed um and sell uh, <clears throat> raise bucket calves and sell and sell uh finishers mm-hmm. off to the local markets um we do a lot of uh forest based uh pasture uh, with our hogs actually we're we're using our hogs right now to uh, sort of remediate the forest areas that have been cut uh, mm-hmm. so that we can start transitioning those to silvo pasture so we're sort of using the hogs as a cleaning and we'll go in and plant specific things that they'll eat so that they actually will root up the forest and then we can clean it up because after it's 20 years after cutting it's you know it's briar Right. Um, it's better for the pigs to get pricked than the kids. At least, right. At least that's their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the children. Um, and then uh, we also uh, we do a significant amount of pastured poultry. Um, we have uh, probably I, I, it's hard to say because we had a, a storm a while back that broke some of our pens and we, our chickens are kind of everywhere. Some of them. But we probably have about 200 uh, laying hens. Um mm-hmm probably about 25 roosters that I haven't been able to catch yet that you'll hear <laughs> in a while. <laughs> um, and then uh, I do a lot of um, vegetables. Uh, we do vegetable production uh, in the past years, not this year because we had those floods we were way behind. We typically do a small CSA mm-hmm. uh, to produce a diverse amount of uh, vegetables, much like Andy and us were part of the Northeast office. It's all mm-hmm. very intensive and small scale. Um, you know, I find that easier to manage for the workload that we have. Um, and then, um, I do a lot of work with, um, researchers on uh, crop rotations, um, uh, specifically crop rotations and, you know, their impact on building organic soil health and soil matter. Um, so I guess, uh, a little bit of everything. I, I like mm-hmm. to say that I'm not a, uh, I'm not an expert in much. Um, but I, I know enough about a, a lot of things that I know where to find the answers. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, hogs are our primary revenue source here on the farm. Mm-hmm. Most of our, we lose money on the vegetables because most of those goes to, go to, to food pantries. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's good work, um, <laughs> even if you're not making money on it. Well, well I do... Know- it depends on your perspective of, of um, you know, revenue, right? I mean, is exactly. It, it's just a different economic, just using a different standard of measure, I guess. Right. And as we, we talk a lot, a lot, talk a lot about here at NCAT, you know, I mean, what are your farm goals and your farm goal might not to be to make a lot of money. And it's just, what, what are you doing to reach your farm goals? And so um, it sounds like, that's that's one of your goals um, for your farm. So that's that's a, a, a perfect um, enterprise. I, I do have to ask Mike, um, you may get inundated with questions. <laughs> so maybe maybe you're being quiet about a topic I do know that you uh, I would consider an expert in and that is industrial hemp. Yeah, um, I, I'm you know, I was fortunate to um, uh to be to be able to get involved the, the first year that we were growing here in Kentucky um actually had a little bit of arm twisting from um from some really good friends at Fibershed um because they had some 
some funding. I had helped pass the legislation here in Kentucky and, um, you know, the, there was research projects going on. So I got to participate early on in a, in a project with Fibershed called, in Patagonia called the Kentucky Cloth Project, um, where we grew and processed uh, sustainable textiles. So I have been producing um, industrial hemp for, um, well, since 2014. Um, and uh, yeah, I do have a, a bit of experience around diseases and pests and production. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult crop because, you know, it's it's got so many uses. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely have information. That's probably one of the areas I, as you said, I don't want to say it, but I'm, I'm probably, <laughs> I probably could classify as an expert there. Well, and I was thinking back to your earlier comment about how NCAT, you know, we share the whole story, whether it's good or bad and, you know, provide all of the information. And I think you do that with hemp, you know, you, you don't paint it as butterflies and rainbows. It's a, it's a hard crop and a hard um, industry and, and market to be in. So um, you, you definitely share the whole truth about um, that, about that enterprise. Well, thank you. It is. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough, but it has a lot of potential, you know, just like, but mm -hmm. it's farming. I mean, that's the thing. You're still farming, you know, yes. like what? it's not easy. Uh, you right. know, we spent 50 years or 70 years, you know, getting kids off the farm. I was, was talking about this with the, uh, another gentleman, I won't name drop, but, um, and it is like, you know, we spent 70 years getting kids off the farm and making them think it was simple so now it's like oh well that's what simple folk do and the reality is i mean i some of the most uneducated farmers i know are the smartest people you will ever meet you know and it, it's absolutely yeah. it's yeah. a complex ecosystem and it's and it's a completely different world view right you think about I don't know for you, but I remember like the first time I like looked at the world when I walked in with that lettuce, like trying to sell it. I, that was the first time I'd ever viewed the world from what I call a farm economy. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> you know, <laughs> whole wave of emotions and thought processes and issues that you have to deal with. So, yes. It's so complex. You're right. It is. It is not uh, not an easy calling to be a farmer. That's for sure. That's for sure. So we've heard a little bit about you and some of your areas of expertise. Um, could you share just a little bit about maybe some of the projects you know you've already gotten plugged into here at NCAT and in ways that you see yourself contributing to the NCAT team and and some of the things you're excited to work about work on here. So no, I, I mean I think I think that's one of the one of the things that uh, you know before we started this conversation we're talking about is how excited I am about you know feeling like the things I'm doing are are in line with you know my goals and and I think um, you know so far I've I've really only been focused on two uh, two projects the farmer rancher uh, stress. Um, networks uh, out of the Northeast, uh, working on identifying, you know, farmer stressors, and then how to how to help create support systems for that. 
Um, and then the other one is uh, this uh, healthcare without harm uh, USDA block grant that's working on increasing plant-based proteins from local producers into large institutional hospitals. Um, and that's really exciting because you know you have you know we're, we're able to coordinate between the manufacturers of the finished products that they're using and then knowing you know knowing that we have to increase their producer to be able to network them to the farmers and start building those communication lines and creating some SOPs so that you know smaller farmers who wouldn't you know someone like me think well you know now I can grow an acre of, of dry beans and, and have a place to sell it but how do I do that and mm -hmm. so it's it's really it's really exciting to think and again it's the it's that whole approach right it's it's the whole system because now we're not just looking at how are farmers growing food and are they treating the land right well now we're looking at how are the people that are taking the food turning it into something that someone in you know in hospitals right the, mm -hmm. the most vulnerable well probably not the most vulnerable but one of the most vulnerable um you know how is it getting to them and, and so it, it's it's looking at this whole bigger picture and so that that really excites me when we're able to to look at cross sections of of the supply chain or culture or society or whatever the, whatever it is we're trying to fix yeah and it has that connection back to your very first experience trying to sell lettuce into a school right <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does um, yeah yeah, you know, I mean, older and wiser now. Well, I guess older anyways, but I, I, you know, I sort of understand some of the, of the challenges and, you know, why they're there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I'm, I'm continually working on crop rotations, cover crop rotations. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be doing some publications um, and uh, we're actually we're working on a workshop for the spring, a, a day workshop for uh, pastured hogs uh, in a forest-based uh, system. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to crank out as much as I can for everybody, but also, you know, trying to integrate here into, into the Kentucky community with some of the organizations that are doing great work too, so. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I know you and I have talked about it, but I'll be plugging you into our arm to farm and, and veteran work. I know we kind of alluded to it. You alluded to it earlier, but um, you've done a lot of work with farmer veterans as you're a veteran yourself. And so uh, you have great connections all across the country, but especially there in, in your part of the part of the country. So um, I'm excited to get to uh, utilize your expertise and um, have you plug into our work with farmer veterans? Yeah, well, I mean, what, I mean, how can you resist? Like, I mean, you've built such that arm to farm is such a great program. I mean, it does such a great job with the, the networking piece, whereas most of the, most of the other programs do a great job educating, but the, you know, the network creates a support system and a, and a natural, you know, ecosystem where thoughts and resource sharing can, can take place. And that's, I mean, so who wouldn't want to be able to plug in and help with that? So, I'm well, that's what I think, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's super fun. And we're, I'm super glad to have you on the, on the team to be helping, helping us expand our work in that area. 
Well, Mike, it has been great hearing from you and kind of hearing your thoughts and what you're excited to work on and, and what you bring to NCAT. We definitely are glad to have you on the team. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about you or know about your experiences or your work or, you know, your thoughts about the future of sustainable agriculture? I know you, you're, you're a, a, a deep systems thinker. And I always like hearing your perspectives on kind of where you see things headed. You know, uh, I will say, you know, we, we talked about my, uh, I'll, I'll leave with this now that you put it out there like that. Um, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, when I was sitting down in the office and, and, you know, we were talking about my title, sustainable ag specialist. I, I, um, I kind of, you know, get proud, but then I'm also like, oh dear, no, like no. There's two, there's two inherent problems right there, right? The first is I'm a specialist, and we know how Wendell Berry feels about those specialists, so you know that. But then also the, the concept of sustainable, right? I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing this work because we've got something great that we should be sustaining, <laughs> right? <laughs> So I guess I, I would say, you know, to people, uh, go outside, read some Wendell Berry, and uh, try not to be a specialist like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike. Well, Mike, we are so glad to have you here. And I know our our NCAT uh, clients, our ATRA clients, those who are listening to this podcast are really going to enjoy getting to know you over the coming years through your workshops, your publications, podcasts. You definitely will be hearing more from Mike and learning from him. So he's just such a great addition to our team. Mike is um, officially considered part of our Northeast office, working with Andy Pressman and, and the team out of the Northeast office, but he is working from his farm in Kentucky, as we mentioned. So you will see Mike around and um, we will make sure and put his email address in the show notes. It's mikel at ncat.org. And that's a great way to connect to Mike if you have questions for him or if you think he can um, help you, you know, talk through something that's going on on your farm. He's here to answer questions and provide that um, technical assistance. And we really look forward to um, hearing more from Mike. So thank you all for joining us. And we will talk to you again sometime soon. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Additional information can be found in the notes. And please leave a comment and don't forget to subscribe. We'd also appreciate it if you could fill out a brief survey to tell us what you thought of the podcast. It helps us improve our content. A link to the survey is included in the notes. I'm your host, Rich Myers. Alan Puckett and I produce Atra Voices from the Field at the National Center for Appropriate Technologies headquarters in Butte, Montana, with support from the USDA Rural Business Cooperative Service as part of NCAT's ATRA Sustainable Agriculture Program. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this recording are those of the participants and did not necessarily reflect the view of the USDA or NCAT. We'll catch you again next week, and until then, keep on farming. <laughs>